Tycoon Tactics. Going live in five, four, three, two, one. You're rocking with the Bay Area's own E.T. the Trainer, Olivia Muonia. This is the Tycoon Tactics Look. Podcast. Have mercy on me, have mercy on my soul. Don't let my heart turn cold. Have mercy on me, have mercy on my soul. Don't let my heart turn cold. Have mercy on many men. Many, 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 many men. Wish they for me. Yeah, I don't cry no more. I don't look to the sky no more. Cause I got it on me. I got it on me. Boom. Welcome to Tycoon Tactics, y'all. My name is E.T. the Trainer, slash Angelo, right? And I'm Brando from Limbo. <laughs> oh, I guess I have to be closer. Okay, yeah. cool. Awesome. So we got a special episode for y'all. I guess this is a Tycoon Tactics X Limbo podcast. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah. Um, Dude, that is a long intro. That is a very long. That was tradition. one minute. Yeah, that was like fifty-five seconds. I'm trying to get everybody to just listen, <laughs> <laughs> just dial in. All right. Anyways, I, I'm thinking about about cutting it down, but I don't know yet. I my intro is just hey, you just get started. Here. I know. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I don't know. That was something I was thinking about uh, changing this morning. I was listening to. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. Right. Right. But um, I don't know. It, maybe it's just a little too long, mm-hmm. but. This morning I was listening to Patrick Bet David, yeah, his podcast, and he just went straight into it, right? Yeah. <laughs> like he even had his song or anything like that, and, and be like, in 1961, and he just starts going, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and I kind of thought that that format is actually pretty cool because when you get to the next, you know, the next episode or whatnot, it just yeah him straight talking, all right? So, anyways, I was thinking about maybe, maybe possibly changing to a shorter intro or just, hey, not even having an intro. It just goes straight right into it, all right? Yeah. But, um, anyways, bro, welcome to Tycoon Tactics. I guess you're going <laughs> to welcome to Limbo. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, yeah, I'll post it up on there anyways. So. Yeah, hell yeah, we're going to post it. This is actually going to be the first full uh, Tycoon Tactics ju- that is 100% just audio. Right, so there's not going to be any video. This is going to be an exclusive uh, <laughs> podcast. It's just audio, right? And, like, there's no yeah. video. There's no camera crew. There's no lights or anything like that. It's just audio, right? Um, and we're just going to shoot shit, right? So, Brando, bro, tell us about you. Tell us about what's up. What's up with you? What are you, What are you? Some new projects you're up to, bro? What's going on? Uh, for now, just working on the limbo pod. Uh, main message is. Uh, just to entertain people, help them get out of their own limbo. Just take like one step forward in their in their life because I feel like I was stuck for a good while. And uh, I mean, you could probably relate. Just leaving what you've been doing for a long time, you're kind of like, well, that was my whole life. So what am I gonna do now? So I was stuck in like that that middle spot. So I really wanted to be able to scale up limbo and um, build the brand. And as far as the brand goes, be able to use that to leverage it and to build the business with it. As far as um, just production, any kind of production, video, audio, visual, photography, things like that is a, a skill set I already have. So just to be able to create a business from it and be able to work on my own, that's, that's the plan. That's pretty dope, bro. Like what, what, like, what was like one of your, I guess, what was your biggest inspiration with starting the Limbo Project? Uh, I always wanted to, but I felt like I was limited because in financial services, they're like, nah, you can't do that. And yeah. I'm just like, uh, why not? 
So, and then everybody's main thing is, uh, I would start it, but I don't know what to talk about. And I'm just like, well, what is, you always talk, talk with your friends, you talk with your mom, you talk with your dad, but what if you just put a microphone in front of you? Mm-hmm. Then you have a whole podcast. Right. 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 Just give it a topic, give it a name and mm-hmm. you're done. So I just wanted to be able to create some kind of content and I felt like podcasts made it really easy. I wanted to do YouTube and get into vlogging and things like that. Yeah. But that shit is hard. For <laughs> real. So I found like doing podcasts and just recording the audio and just uploading it legit within five minutes made it so much easier to where it's not a hassle. Mm. Okay. So that that's mainly why I kept with the podcast instead of just going straight to YouTube. And like we found out like it's it's a big ass file size that you're like for real. Recording the video. Yeah. But legit <laughs> if you just record the audio it's like twenty megabytes uploaded in like two seconds. Right. Right. Yeah. How about you? What's your plan with uh Tycoons? Man, um obviously growing the brand. That's big, right? Growing the brand, growing the community. We're really trying to grow the, the Tycoon community. Um and eventually start offering the community memberships first. Uh, eventually classes, courses, master classes, offering yeah. uh, bundles to folks who are interested in becoming part of the tycoon family down the line, right? And just helping people who um, are entrepreneur-minded or want to be business owners, or maybe they are business owners and they're struggling, mm-hmm. and they just need some help. They just need some guidance. They Maybe they're looking for people to talk about the issues that they're going through with their, their business or in their partnership with their business partner or whatever it, it may be. Right. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to find, be a, a place for business owners and entrepreneurs to come to as a, I guess like a, a place of reference. Right. Kind of like if, if I want to get some reference in business, I'll go to Patrick Bet David's podcast and start listening to some things or mm-hmm. Dana Chanel, you know, and Prince yeah. Donnell's podcast and start listening to some, some things just because they're the pros in their area, right? And so yeah. that's kind of something, something similar that I wanted to do with the tycoons because um, similar to you, uh, we recently made a big move and actually moved out of the financial service realm as well mm-hmm. um, to really start pursuing 100%, going 100% digital with our things, right? Yeah. Um, Amen. Like, like, I'm very excited for it because sky's the limits. Kind of like what you were saying, you know, uh, there's always like limitations and restrictions and at least the financial service realm where, hey, you got to get clearance from, you know, your compliance department or you got to ask for permission or, you know, you, there's so many different things like like all these little loops and jumps you got to go through just to example get a podcast up or put a post on you on instagram or youtube you know and it's like it's so much hassle and so be able to go and have that freedom you know free agents be able to go and have that freedom to go and build our brand the way that we want to man it's it's a very exciting thing and not saying that financial services is done for with us and the tycoons but maybe in the future um, we could definitely, definitely have a relationship in the financial service realm again. Maybe not necessarily insurance and investments, or maybe we might stay, stay with insurance and investments, but yeah. uh, definitely looking into real estate. 
right? Real estate, okay. yeah. Building up portfolios, our portfolio with real estate. Um, and yeah, man, that, that's really what we're trying to do with the tycoons, man. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, as far as online marketing goes, uh, what I've really seen from, because um, I, I follow Logan Paul, I think he's super creative when it comes to yeah. like his uh, Maverick team that he's built. And uh, he created the Maverick subscription. The, he calls it the Maverick Club. Mm-hmm. And he charges 20 bucks a month. I'm part of it. And what he does is has exclusive content that not he doesn't put on YouTube onto his Maverick Club. Nice. Yeah. What he's doing is uh, he gives away like $10,000 a month uh, to just a random person from the Maverick Club. Uh, he gives, because uh, he has uh, his apparel line. So he gives a discount for it, free shipping. And he's giving away his Dodge Challenger. Uh, oh, shit. I guess I don't know. I'm not sure which one he has, but uh, he's uh giving it away this month to just a random person. So the way he has it is like it's his own website, it's his own subscription. Mm-hmm. Like other people in media are doing the same exact thing, but they're using OnlyFans, they're using um, uh, there's a couple other ones that I've been listening to yeah. uh, about I forget the name, someone with the P, but they're using other subscription services. And everything's going online, especially because of coronavirus. Right. So I see, like, that's a good way to go. Uh, I just feel like Logan Paul's doing a good job about it. Yeah. Because, like, if you just get a, a thousand people to sign up for 20 bucks a month. That's 20,000 people. That's $20,000. Exactly. Yeah. Let's say you don't even have your own website because you don't know how to do that. But Dennis Chanel, they have, like, the Alakazam apps and stuff like that. So yeah. you can pay their platform and be able to do it through them. Right. So even, let's say, out of the 20 bucks, you give them $5. It's still a lot of money that you're keeping. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. That's definitely the vision. And I think a lot of people, oh, that's kind of like, that. The, I, I think that's uh, that's the, the goal for a lot of people, but they don't know that that's the goal, right? Yeah. Like they want to build a big community, but they don't know why they want to build one or how to build one, or why it's important to have even a community in general, right? Yeah. Um, but that's big, bro. Like, I, I definitely, I think that it was called the, the... He calls it the Maverick Club. The Maverick Club, okay. Yeah. So that, I, I think that would be more like um, like a membership. Yeah, it's like a membership. Yeah, like all exclusive content. Spotify, yeah. like if you have your Hulu, your, your Netflix, but instead of movies and... And TV shows, it's his content. See, that's dope. That's hella dope, bro. Yeah. You know, just because like, <laughs> 20 bucks, right? Yeah. And then, like, let's say YouTube doesn't like what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, It's your website. You can do whatever you want with it. Big so time. there's a lot of control in that because I saw, um, I don't know if you follow Brian Rose from London Real. Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. He's, he's an American, but he lives in London, and he created London Real and the London Real community. You ever heard of Dan Pena? Yeah. Okay, uh, he made Dan Pena popular. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's the one who did the, the video of Dan Pena's, how do I say, his, uh, his coaching sessions that yeah. he does. So he's the one that made him popular. He did a movie called The, the $50 Trillion Man or something like that. The Trillion Dollar Man, The $50 mm. Billion Dollar Man, because uh, he has a bunch of names. But anyways, uh, he got censored from posting David Icke, and David Icke's like, uh, how do I say him? He's a conspiracy theorist. So YouTube and Google and all these other platforms didn't really like what he was saying. So they blocked him from there, from there and most of his business was online, like how we're trying to go. Mm-hmm. So they demonetized him. Oh, sure. And imagine your whole business is online, so right. they're like, 
messing you up. So he create he just created um some platform uh, that he, he made it like uh, how do I say it? free speech. Mm-hmm. Like he might not like what you say, but he's giving you your right to express your feelings and your thoughts. So he raised up a lot of money for it, mm-hmm. and uh, they they just launched it, I think. But to be able to do something like that, where you're never censored, you're not demonetized anymore, like you have your own subscription, you have your own clients, your own stuff, I think it's uh, pretty powerful. Big time, bro. Big time. Um, I also think and uh, going into the realm, like, you know, with, with coronavirus or COVID, right, all the, the kids are home. All the teachers are teaching from Zoom, yep. right? And I actually had just got this, had this conversation earlier um, where I was telling someone that my prediction in the future is that people are not going to send their kids to college anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that what people are going to do is they're going to hire a specialized mentor to teach their kid from five years old to 16, 17 years old. Kind of like back in the day. Way, way back in the day, it's like if you, you were affluent, you went and hired Aristotle yep. to go and mentor your kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I get you, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm seeing, I'm predicting that in the future, that's how higher education is going to be, where you hire a coach, right? If you, if, if you wanted to learn about accounting, yep. there's going to be a specialized coach online that you hire and you pay for their time, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to go and teach you everything and anything that they know about accounting, right? Via Zoom, via FaceTime, via whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I just think that that's going to be the, the way that education goes. And so that, that's a, another reason why, like, one of the things that we're trying to also push out is courses and classes, master classes mm-hmm. uh, for the tycoons. Because I, I, I want to make sure that, the entrepreneurs that, that we influence, they already start catching on to that trend that, hey, education is no longer sending your kid to Harvard or Yale. Education is having the dough to go and pay Elon Musk to go and mentor your kid. Yeah. Right? Education is having the funds to go and pay, you know, Mark Zuckerberg to go and teach your kid how to code. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I stuff like that, right? But anyways, man, um, I definitely see like school and higher education being strictly on a mentorship basis, one-on-one mentorship basis or 100% online moving forward. What do you think? School, uh, school's probably going to get smaller. So instead of having classes of like a hundred people, they'll probably get really intimate, like 20 people, 30 people, and the rest can be online if they want to be. That's the route I kind of see because, uh, With uh, Laura, my fiance's uh, sisters and brothers, they're all, like, younger than her, and they're all going through, like, uh, high school and middle school. Mm-hmm. So they're getting to see, like, firsthand what education's starting to do. And um, right now they're on Zoom classes, mm-hmm. all online. Yeah. And uh, kids are getting hotspots and laptops and things like that, and they're doing everything from home, which um, why we were packing... 3,000 kids into one school and continuing to do that. I think what coronavirus did was kind of stop that because we were just packing them in kind of like animals, really. Like, Why are we having so many kids going to the school? Yeah. So, because 
at that point, the teachers don't care who they're teaching. They don't care mm. about what they're teaching because they have so many students coming in. They have right. like two, three hundred students a day just coming in. Right. Wow. They don't get to know the people. They may be learning like the class clown and like the A student. Mm -hmm. But like aside from that, they don't really know. Right. So they're going to I'm I'm sure it's going to get better because it's been bad for a long time. And moving everything online will probably make it to where if you want to learn the old way, you can do that online and it won't cost as much. Mm -hmm. But if you want to, like you're saying, have like one on one coaching from somebody you want to learn from that's maybe making money and can help you do the same thing and whatever you want to do, um, you got to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Big time, bro. Big time. And so you imagine, right, uh, parents... Instead of writing, you know, $60,000 tuitions to Yale, yep. they write $60,000 to Randall Fabian mm -hmm. to mentor my kid over the next four years yep. about these subjects, right? Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. That's cool. Um, I didn't really like high school. I just slept through the whole thing. <laughs> so, I don't know about you. Hey, <laughs> I mean, senior year, hey, bro, I... I High school for me yeah. was like this. I, I did enough to get good grades, not enough to go into any special college or anything like that. But I did also enough where my senior year, I had, let's see, I had a PE class, which was like weightlifting, which yeah. if you know me, right? My name is ET the trainer. Like I love the gym. So yeah. that, that wasn't even hard. I had an English class, which was, a, you know, I had to have an English class. One... I think I had three band classes. Three? Yeah, <laughs> man. I had like three band classes, a history class. No, I think I had four band classes, actually. No, yeah. no, three band classes. Three band classes because I had an English class, a PE class, and a history class. Mm -hmm. So my other three classes were just band. Mm -hmm. <laughs> jazz band, marching band, or um, I think I was also in, in jazz ensemble, right? Yeah, it's like a higher level of jazz. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know, bro. High school for me was like, it was fun. It was also like weird. And I did work, but senior year, bro, yeah. I, I knew I did enough work where I could just chill the hell out my <laughs> senior year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For me, I think school uh, was like, as a little kid, I liked it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I get to go see my friends. And then over time, I started carrying less and less. And over time, the amount of time like I spent sleeping during class probably got bigger too. Definitely. So we're senior year. I just was taking naps throughout the whole class. And I got to a point where I was like good enough to be half asleep, <laughs> but still retain all the information. Hey, <laughs> and realist. we'll pull out a B every single time God. whenever it came to like anything. Man. Hey, I feel you on that too, bro. I had... Shout out to Miss Lieber, Pittsburgh High School. I think she's also the principal at Hillview now, uh, Hillview uh, Middle School or Junior High. Uh, shout out to Miss Lieber. You passed me in high school, and you knew I was sleeping in your class. <laughs> <laughs> like you saw me sleeping. I don't think I even like checked out the book no. for my class. Like you know, like everybody had to go to the library and check out the book, right? Yeah. I never went to the library and checked it out. I don't right? think uh, they ever consider how much cheating there is in school, dude. Like, especially your senior year. 
Yeah, dude. I cheated my way through high school. Did you really? Yeah. And then when I wasn't cheating for homework, I would cheat for homework. On tests, I would just, for some reason, know the information and get a B. That Jeez. doesn't make any sense. Jeez. And then now, like, I mean, people just Google everything. Did, did like, you have any, like, like, like any, like, cheating rings or, like... <laughs> multiple people involved in the cheating with you or yeah it would be me and my friend jesus we cheat off uh my fiance laura <laughs> in spanish class Whoa, wow. and then uh off of this other girl and it would just be like that all the time <laughs> like we would have it like where uh one of us does the assignment all the other ones cheat wow like we just pass it around that's so and funny. like hey it's your turn to do the assignment bro <laughs> bro that's hella funny because that reminds me of, um, it was my junior year. I had yeah. Algebra 2, all right? Yeah. And it was me, one, two, three, four of my other friends, mm-hmm. right? And we had this thing where our friend, one of our friends would go and sit behind the smartest kid in the class. And, yeah. you know, the, like the st- teachers started getting smart, so they would give different versions of the test, right? Yeah. But for some reason, we always figured out to go and trade up, and we get like the same version tests yeah. right, as each other, <laughs> and we all sat yeah. next to each other. Yeah. And uh, so, anyways, one of our friends would go and sit behind like the smartest kid in class, and then she would go and look at his test answers, mm-hmm. and we had like hand signals, right, for each of the answers. So we go and throw out which question it is: one, two, three, four, right? Yeah. And she'd go rub her eyebrow for A. <laughs> she'd pull on her ear for B. She'd rub on her chin for C. Uh-huh. And then she'd touch her nose for D. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are crazy. Yo, what the heck is that, bro? <laughs> I, I passed, though, bro. <laughs> like, we passed. And that's how we did it, bro. We had somebody just check the answers and then give us a signal what was the answers <laughs> for each one. And um, Gosh. thank God we had a cool teacher though. Yeah. Right? Um. And and they didn't really necess- they they weren't like strict. They taught us. And they were a great teacher because we did learn information. But when yeah. it came to tests, I don't know. It was just you know it's, it's always kind of different when it comes to the tests. Like yeah. they teach you one thing, and then the test comes and like I don't remember you going over this. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Mine was the opposite, man. It was like I cheat on homework, but I actually do the test. Uh. Yours was like, I just better than me, bro. You better than me. <laughs> but isn't it funny though? I, I seen this um, I seen this post um, a couple of days ago, and I think she was like a fifth grade teacher or second grade teacher, something uh-huh. like that. And she said like, my parents think that my my school policies are out of whack. Yes, your kid can make up any test that they want. Yes, they can turn yeah. in work late. Yes, they can do this. Yes, they can do that. If mm-hmm. I, and then this is it. I'm an adult. And I experience grace. I can extend this grace out to all these kids, too. And um, I I went into the comment section because, you know, the comment section is where it's at. Right. Mm -hmm. So I went to the comment section and people were mentioning how school is designed to make people fail because in real life, it's encouraged for you to fail, Mm -hmm. encouraged for you to mess up a whole bunch of times until you figure it out. Yeah. But in school, it's like if you mess up the one time that it matters. Yeah you're fucked you're yeah. bad you're labeled a bad kid you're labeled a bad student a stupid kid whatever it is mm-hmm. you know what i mean i got you yeah um and i think that if schools if teachers 
were doing more of what that teacher was doing, which was just extending grace mm-hmm. and allowing kids to mess up a whole bunch of times. But it's, until they got it right, right? Yeah. I think we would have so many more successful people in the world. Yeah. You feel me? I get you. I feel like I, we'd have so many more people who love themselves and don't think that they're stupid or they're retarded or they can't hold information or you know like i i feel like we would have so many more people who just believed in themselves yeah yeah i i don't know people just get put in a box and just like um i don't fit in that box right so uh i'm gonna do my thing yeah yeah right (laughs) yeah (laughs) but um i don't know man i think um what do you call it just, I mean, I, I, I didn't go to college. Did you go end up going to college or anything? Went to LMC, went to LMC. community college. Okay. What like was like your major and stuff? Yeah, mine was gonna be uh, administration of justice. Mm. So being a okay. police officer. Yeah. I was gonna go get a bachelor's, and then I was gonna apply for the academy and things like that. Right. Honestly, you don't need that. Like <laughs> it's pointless. It's pointless. You just gotta be twenty-one or twenty and a half and start applying. Yeah. Just like everybody else, you go through the same test, whether you have a degree or not. And uh, honestly, if you talk to most cops, like, they don't care. Mm. <laughs> like, if if they're going to interview you, they're not going to say, wow, it looks like you got a bachelor's degree. That must mean you're smarter than this guy right here. Mm. But this guy is six foot four, has 250 pounds of muscle. Right. And um, looks like he could beat someone up. I'll take that guy. Right. Over the degree, you know? Man, ain't that true. Because you have to take fitness tests and a written test and things like that. So, yeah, you could be book smart, but, like, you're in the streets. Mm -hmm. So, books don't translate to what you're actually going to experience. Because you might get, like, um, how do I say it? Basically, the degree is pointless. Like, it's not a street experience. It's not life experience. So it's not like in the military, if you have a degree and you go into the military. They give you a higher position. A higher position. Or you might even be qualified to go into the OCS, I think, right? Yeah, officer. Officer, right? So it's not like that in the police academy? I mean, it's probably like that somewhere. Okay. Like, in some places, every police department is different. Uh, And also, whether you're a sheriff or you're a police officer or you're working for, I don't know, some other agency. Bro, maybe you can you can maybe clear that up for me. What is the difference between like a sheriff, a police officer and a deputy? Sheriffs have a bigger jurisdiction. Uh, So deputy, I don't really know. Okay. Um, As far as sheriffs and police officers, police officers are for cities. Um, Sheriffs are for like a bigger jurisdiction. Like you never hear the sheriff of Antioch or the sheriff of Pittsburgh. You hear Contra Costa sheriff. And their cars say Contra Costa. So they could get sent anywhere. Right. They could get sent, right. like... To Richmond. To Richmond. To yeah, Byron. they could get sent anywhere if they right. if, uh, if that was a thing. But uh, police departments are specific to a location, like a city. That makes sense. For sure. And then, I mean, you could hire, like, private cops and stuff like that, too. Mm-hmm. So whatever organization you work for, it just depends. There's, there's private cops? Yeah. You could hire a private cop, like a... Uh, bars, bars do that. They'll hire a police officer. He has his gun and everything like that. He's just off duty at that time. Okay. So they'll hire so like a legit police officer. Okay. Or okay. like, let's say, uh, I don't know, you're a governor or something like that. You could hire a police officer to come to your house and like just sit outside, mm-hmm. and they'll pay him like fifty bucks an hour or something like that. Right. Get some legit money. That's interesting, bro. 
Because, um, you know, with everything going on, right, mm-hmm. um, one of the next businesses that I definitely wanted to get into and invest into would mm-hmm. be, like, starting up my own, like, security business. Security? Mm-hmm. Private security business, right? Arms and private security business. Um, I guess to protect more neighborhoods, right? Or, yeah. Or, or get, get contracts with neighborhoods to protect neighborhoods and uh, things like that. Because with the whole defund police, and I don't know if it's going to happen or if it's not going to happen, if it's good for the cops or if it's not good for cops, I really don't know. Yeah. Right? But if it does happen where police officers are defunded and crime rates are still high, I think that this is definitely an opportunity for security companies to step into that role of kind of being that little buffer until the real guys come in. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get you. Uh, Would you do security for like, what would you do it for? Like properties? Would you do it for? Yeah, yeah. I think um, when I think of a, a security company, I think of like a, a bigger company like Admiral or, or Securitas, mm-hmm. right? Where they have different contracts for different things. And depending on what their contract needs, right? Sometimes yeah. the security guards will be in full tactical uniform. Yeah. Sometimes they're suited and booted. Yeah. Right? Sometimes they're, they're in just plain clothes and they have, you know, just yeah. a badge or whatever, right? But um, I think at first I'd want to start off with um, bodyguard, private security mm-hmm. events, um, things like that first, and then eventually get big enough to where we can do uh, contracts, securing neighborhoods or, or communities. Yeah. Um, apartment complexes, and then even bigger contracts like hospitals and things mm-hmm. like that down the line, right? But I think if, if at first it would have to start off being on a smaller intimate side, like the one-on-one bodyguard, yeah. private security events, mm-hmm. you know, and then work from there. That's cool. Yeah, a lot of police officers do uh, do security. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of them do it after they retire too. Big time, yep. Just because uh, they got nothing better to do. Right, right. And I think that when you put, I don't know, like, because I worked security, like, what, six or, s- no, shit, eight years ago I worked security. And um, we had a whole bunch of police officers in there. And it was so dope to hear how knowledgeable they were about different things, right? Yeah. That, that do really matter when, when you're trying to secure a spot or a place, right? Yeah. And, and they're very knowledgeable about the things. So, um, but on the downside, the other side of it that I, I didn't like, with security or hiring specific police officers was if you're still of age to be a police officer, why are you a security guard? Yeah. It makes you start questioning like their history and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what did you do? Like what happened? Yeah. Right. Um, and that was the case for who the guy that I was working with. I was like, this guy was like mid forties. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, technically you could probably retire at that, at that point if he spent, especially if he came in at like 20 years old, 21 20 years old. Right. Yeah. I'm, you know, but I doubt it. I doubt it. I don't know. I doubt it just because I know his history. And I'm like, I doubt it. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. But um, military guys, I wanted to put military guys in. I wanted to put people who had felonies, mm-hmm. right? Uh, give people with felonies an opportunity to make money. Yeah. Um, and I thought security was a great opportunity to be yeah. able to go and really show yourself that, that you, you have changed by trying to protect uh, a property or observing and reporting, right? Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, man, like, like that's definitely like something I wanted to do down the line was start my own security company. And I always had this vision, bro. Like if I ever mm-hmm. went to like a big event or so, right. And I'm mm-hmm. just, a, I'm a nobody, you know what I mean? Like I'm not yeah. famous or anything like that, but I always thought it would be hella cool to have like two big ass security guards walk with me. <laughs> right. Cause <laughs> yeah. that would automatically just draw hella attention yeah. to you. Right. And people would be like, who the fuck is that? Oh, what the hell is that guy doing, right? Yeah, he was yeah, in the yeah. last Spider-Man movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, something some stupid like that, right? Anyways, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's funny. Boom. Boom. <laughs> but um, anyways, man, Brando, bro. Mm-hmm. So you got that that um the Limbo podcast yep. going. How do you have like a set day that you're releasing them, or are you just releasing multiple episodes a week, or? Uh, no, I don't have a set day. It's kind of like whenever something comes to mind, because mm. a lot of the time I'm like, dude, I don't feel it. I'm like, okay, mm. I got nothing to talk about. Right. Uh, the popular thing that there is probably right now is just Chadwick Boseman dying. And then the, Ooh, the that's um, a big one. what is there going out out there? There's the shooting with the 17 year old guy. Um, I forget his name. Something Riddington. Or Rennington. Oh, Kyle Rittington yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. That happened. Uh, but as far as podcast goes, because um, right now I'm not really covering news or anything like that. I'm not covering like, yeah, like any news. So hmm. most of it's more like basic things as far as like what I think on fitness, health, alcohol, um, family, or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm just kind of coming up with the topics. It would be a lot easier to just pick what happened like in the news or something like that. So sometimes I'm not inspired by anything at that time. So I don't have anything to talk about. Yeah. So it's really, I, I'm just kind of recording like, I would say every three days. Okay. Every three days. But I, I'm i just focused on putting out like three a week. That's, That's big, bro. So yeah. I know we spoke yesterday and you said your goal was how many episodes again? A uh, hundred within... The first year, definitely. So if shit, if you're doing three a week, bro, like thirty weeks in or so, I think you would basically hit it. Yeah, right? I, I'm <laughs> trying to knock it out as soon as possible. That's and you've been. I mean, I, I like I was on your podcast last night. Yeah, and you have hella episodes, bro. Oh yeah, I <laughs> like, hella episodes. You got hella, <laughs> I, and I think that's dope. Right? I think that's hella cool. I'm just really trying to pay my dues first. Yeah. So like, I know I'm gonna suck. Uh, For real. Like, in whatever you do, you're going to suck. Yeah. So, just do it really fast so you can get better fast. Yeah. So, there's people that have, like, Joe Rogan has a thousand podcasts. He's at, like, 1,200. I'm just like, if I'm ever going to be as good as him, I need to get to 1,200. Mm-hmm. So, the faster I do it, of course, not recording, like, some... There's always a dichotomy to everything. So it's not like just recording a bunch of them and having quantity. But also yeah. trying to have quality in there too. Right. So, yeah. I'm not overdoing it. Like doing 20 a week. But uh, I think three a week is solid. Because mine, sh- mine are really short. Mine are like 10 to 15 minutes. Right. Yeah. So and I think, like, bro, and I think like smaller podcasts like that are gold. Like yeah. I think that's why I loved Patrick B. Davis podcasts. Yeah. Like less than 10 minutes long each. Yeah. I like his too because uh, the most he, like, unless he's interviewing someone, the most he goes is 25 minutes. Right. right. If he's interviewing someone, he'll go an hour, mm-hmm. an hour 30. But if not, he keeps it short and simple and keeps it within 20 minutes usually. And he covers 
great topics with good information. Like he always does his research. Big. Like I think that's definitely something I, I appreciate so much about Patrick Good David and his podcast and even just the the content that he brings out is that you can tell that there was a lot of thought and preparation put into it before yeah. they actually presented. It's not like, oh, I just thought about this five minutes ago and <laughs> let's see what they think. Yeah, right? I get you. Yeah. Um, awesome, man. So, like, where can my people find a Limbo podcast, bro? Uh, just find me on my Instagram. My Instagram is BrandoF98, and the link is in my bio. That's probably the simplest way to do it. Or you could look up just straight up Limbo. Limbo? On either Spotify or Apple. Um, but definitely, man. So I'd be excited to keep being on here and we could do some other segments and things like that. Um, but definitely for my podcast, where, where can they find you? So, um, they can find tycoon tactics at, uh, the tycoons underscore on Instagram. Uh, they can find they can type in tycoon tactics on, I believe we are on for sure. iTunes, Spotify, I think we're on the Google podcast, right? Yeah, Google cast. <laughs> right, Google cast and some other ones. But if you just look up tycoon tactics or on Instagram, the tycoons underscore or even Facebook, I think we're on Facebook too. I think it's the tycoons. Yeah. Right? Um, we have our episodes up on there too. All right. YouTube coming soon. We just got to figure that out. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Hey Brando, I appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much for the opportunity uh, to create this episode with you, man. I'm definitely looking forward to what we can do furthermore with this partnership. Yep. And, uh, man, just bringing more value, giving value and bringing more content to folks to just be entertained and learn. Right. Yep. So with that being said, you want to tell people anything else? No, that's it, man. That's it. Listen. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, thank you, guys. This is Tycoon Tactics. My name is E.T. The Trainer. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. For more episodes of Tycoon Tactics, find us on iTunes or Spotify under Tycoon Tactics, or follow us on social media at the Tycoons.